I'm Julianne DeLynn Hatton, and you're listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. This series will discuss the Prophet Joseph Smith and the authenticity of the gospel he restored. I'll be speaking with Michael R. Ash, author of the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Hello, Michael Ash. Hi, Julianne. Today we're talking about chopping down the execution tree, and let's start out by discussing who the Gadianton robbers were. Yeah, the Gadianton robbers were a, a constant thorn uh, in the side of the Nephites. They they came around at least three different times, and they were referred to as far back as about 52 B.C., and there was a group then that were causing problems for the Nephites, and then they came around again in about 12 B.C., and then all the way to uh, the third time in about 245 B.C. So they were kind of throughout the Book of Mormon as these uh, terrorists that were were causing problems for the Nephites. Is there a parallel today to the Gadianton robbers? Well, there's probably a lot of parallels, and we certainly see the problems uh, with terrorism, uh, what's going on in Paris right now and what's happening with ISIS. So, yeah, these are groups that uh, uh, come in, uh, they're they're basically rebels and they're kind of the outside of society and they come in and cause major problems and they they uh, you know kind of blend back into the woodwork. When we're talking about this particular part of the Book of Mormon, they were defeated for a time. Yeah, yeah, and and that happened all three times. They would be defeated and they'd come back. And in this particular instance, we read about it in Third Nephi and especially in chapter four. And they're fighting w- with the Nephites and they they surround the cities and and they they try to, you know, basically block them in. But the Nephites have too many provisions, and so it, it, the Gadianton robbers are really having a hard time uh, dealing with it. And eventually, the Nephites come out and and. Uh, um, fight with the Gadianton robbers, and, and there was, you know, a lot of people that died, but uh, the Nephites won. What happened to their leader? Well, the, the leader at this time was Zemnoraiha, and uh, he was captured. There was several that were taken prisoner, and he was captured. And, and I'll just read uh, from chapter 4 and through Nephi in verse 28, because this is really the, the crux of the discussion. And their leader, Zemnariha, was taken and hanged upon a tree, yea, even upon the top thereof, until he was dead. And when they had hanged him until he was dead, they did fell the tree to the earth. So they executed him, and then they cut down the tree. Why did they cut down the tree? This is where it gets interesting, because why why would you cut down a tree? You, you hang him and then let him go. You know, this is not what we would have found in Joseph Smith's frontier America. However, in the ancient Near East, uh, under different Hebrew law, it was not uncommon. In fact, they would cut down the tree and bury it with the person that was executed. And part of the reason was they did not want the people remembering the person that was executed by seeing this tree. So, so I didn't want to basically make a martyr out of this person. And people would look at this tree and say, oh, that's where you know, Zemnariha was executed. Uh, so they would cut it down and actually bury it with him. In fact, uh, the, the rabbis in the Talmud, they recommended that the tree was already pre-cut because they knew that it was going to be taken down. And so it would be easier. They, they wouldn't have to necessarily chop it down every time. They could just pull it down. But this little tiny hint in the Book of Mormon 
would have gone against everything that Joseph Smith's day would have suggested, but certainly fits right at home with the ancient Near East. Well, it's interesting because you would think that they might want to use the tree again, or they might want to use the tree to build something. Exactly. You leave the tree up and, you know, uh, um, either just as a tree or maybe, you know, execute other people on or whatever the case may be. But uh, the Book of Mormon doesn't make a big deal out of this point. It is almost kind of just passes it uh, uh, in, in almost a bland manner. Like it's understood. Like it's understood, exactly. If Joseph Smith was trying to be smart, he would probably made a bigger deal out of this. But it's just mentioned in passing, which again suggests that whoever wrote this actually understood the ancient Near East customs. Do you think Joseph Smith would have had any access to this custom? No. I, I, in fact, it wasn't even discovered among LDS scholars for uh, many decades, century later. So it uh, just seems unlikely that Joseph Smith could have known about this. Thank you, Michael Ash. Thank you, Julianne. Thanks for listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. I'm your host, Julianne DeLynn Hatton, inviting you to keep the faith. Michael Arash is the author of the book, Shaken Faith Syndrome, Strengthening One's Testimony in the Face of Criticism and Doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Faith and Reason is produced by Tom Hatton with music courtesy of Arthur Hatton. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of Fair Mormon or The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You can support this podcast by subscribing to it in iTunes and by rating it and writing a review. Questions or comments can be sent to podcast at fairmormon.org or you may join the conversation at fairblog.org.